Welcome to Nunia Business Podcast, episode 14, Boys Over Flowers, with your host, Becca and Megan. All right, guys, you asked and we provide, and I hope we don't fail you. We are doing our first show recap today, Boys Over Flowers. Now, this is our first show recap, and it's a two-parter. We experimented a bit with the formatting, and we're not sure we nailed it, but we really hit our stride about halfway in, and we hope you enjoy it nonetheless. We discuss everything about this show. The perm, the $30 coffee, all of the kidnapping and makeovers, because isn't that just a typical high school experience? Also, Megan practices safe sax by giving us a look into her favorite scene of all time, the saxophone scene. At the end of the show, we announce how to enter our Nunia Business giveaway, so stay tuned. That's what you're in for today on Nunia Business. Let's start on a positive note. Yeah. Because last time was negative. Yeah, that's true. We've had no hospital stays this week. Not yet. No doctor appointments this week. Zero. And breaking news, we have found Hyun Bin. (gasps) What? (laughs) As my husband just said upstairs, where's Hyun Bin Bin? Where's Hyun Bin Bin? (laughs) Where is Hyun Bin Bin? You know what's funny is that we're making, this is like a huge deal. I could have Googled it for two weeks and I didn't because I was hoping to have a big reveal like this. Well, the thing is, we had a viewer email us and say where Hyun Bin has, has been. been. But even I even Googled what she emailed us and had a hard time finding it. So Really? Maybe it wasn't as, as easy as you might think. Okay. So you're going to love it and hate Becca this. is the queen of the Google search. I am. She can find I'm anything on the internet. Investigative reporter. She really, heart. really is. So... You're gonna love and hate this. Mm-hmm. He is getting ready to film, shoot, to shoot a new drama. Okay, that's excellent news. Balloons, right? Yeah, Confetti, that's wonderful. Fireworks. Um, I can't pronounce it. I tell you what it's called. I can't pronounce either of the words, but it's a melodrama of a man and a woman who are looking to heal their hearts in order to move on from hurtful memories of the past. Oh, it does not sound like a Megan drama, right? It doesn't sound like you'd like it. Also, the female lead. Is it Park Shin Hee? Yes. Oh. <laughs> of course it is. As soon as you gave me that look, I was like, oh, there can only, can only be one yeah. person. And I thought, again, I don't know why I think he's so much older than me. Because I was thinking, gosh, that's a big age difference. It's only seven years. How old's Park Shin Hee? 28? Wow. Wait, I think I, think I looked it up and it was only a, tw- a seven year age difference. Man, I'm sorry. The fact that there are seven years between 28 and 35 makes me sad. Yeah. Because that seems like it shouldn't be that way. I know. And I knew you'd be disappointed, but let's hope for the best. It's from the same producers as Secret Garden. I got to get over this Park Shin-hee thing because I'm, I'm literally basing my... And it's not even a dislike. It's not that I dislike her. But and I liked the airs, but her character in the airs made me so crazy. Mm-hmm. I cannot disassociate her from that character, and so I'm always like, "Oh, here comes Park Shin Hee," <laughs> and it's like that's, that's she's like a beautiful angel human in real life who does good things for her. I mean, she's wonderful. I wonder if part of because I also don't necessarily care for her, mm-hmm. and I wonder if part of mine is just pure jealousy. Oh, it's for sure. It's at least some <laughs> of that. It's like, hang on. <laughs> Hold up. You're that much younger than me. Yeah. And you've accomplished that much more. So much. And she's so generous and beautiful and just like, but why is it her that, there are lots of people like that who I should hate and I don't. 
I don't know why. Again, I, just I don't, don't hate her. I, I don't just don't her. feel like she seems very genuine. But I also think, and this is me making broad strokes of Korean culture, mm-hmm. between like the male idols and the female idols, I feel like the male idols are all allowed to have a personality and be larger than life. Yes. And out outside of dramas and music videos, females, I this is just that. me. I no. feel like they're expected to be quiet and mousy and try to be cute and I goo all the time mm-hmm. or like flaming sex pots. And there's no like, just go be you. Go have fun. Go have a personality. Yeah. Let us know that you like cats and nosebleeds. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> so what Becca's saying is she wishes I were a K-drama idol. I do. Because I would be very upfront about my weirdness. I do. Yeah, you're right. It is weird watching interviews, which I I used to actively look up interviews all the time with people, and I've kind of stopped doing it because it is a lot of the same. It's a lot of the same. It is a lot of the same. The guys are expected to be funny and entertaining, and the Mm -hmm. girls are expected to kind of sit there and be quiet and mousy. Again, that's just my experience. Mm But I've seen many... What's that show where they all sit in a sauna? I love that show. Oh. I'd like to reassess from our last episode. I, last night, thought of one I wanted to reassess and then did not write it down and do not remember. And you can't. Maybe mine will jog your memory. I hope so. All right. So we sang happy birthday in Korean. <laughs> in air quotes, Korean. Yeah, and we butchered it. Yeah. So the researcher in me, I want to make sure that we do it correctly because I don't want to offend anybody out there. Fair. We're not making fun of the language. We genuinely just go off what we hear. Yeah. We never looked it up. That's immature of myself. So here we go. It's sengil. Sengil. Chuka. Chuka. Hamnida. Hamnida. Sengil chuka hamnida. Sengil chuka hamnida. Sengil chuka hamnida. Now this is where it gets confusing. It's a rang non. Sarange non Bekashi Single Tuka Hamida Single Single. Why am I so bad at talking? You're not. I think if I turned the computer around and you saw it, I'll Sengel. turn it around. Single. Yeah, you could is you could say it much easier. Single Tuka Hamida. There you go. Single Tuka Hamida. Now, to take this a step further, I contacted one of my coworkers who has family in South Korea mm-hmm. and was like, okay, am I pronouncing this right? And she said, you know what's funny about it is they have like seven verses to the happy birthday song that are different than this. Really? And she said her father-in-law has lived in South Korea for 20-some years, and he still does not know how to sing Happy Birthday in in Korean. So I looked it up on YouTube, and yeah, it's insane. I couldn't even pronounce the words. So maybe that'll be my goal for my birthday next year. You're going to sing all the verses. All the verses for your birthday next year. You said it here. This is the only present I want. I want the full song. I'm putting it on the calendar. Perfect pronunciation. I'm We're going to get the Rosetta it. Stone Korean. Uh, I have that. I'm going to steal it from you. I made it through a little of it. It moves so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like memorizing, just like I did in school, memorizing exactly what I needed to know to pass each level and then immediately forgetting it. All I learned was Pub Magoyo, which is like eat some rice, I think. Pub oh. And I could say... Nope, it's gone. <laughs> my pa- favorite one, Malgoyo My was, favorite one that you ever taught me was Sewage Sale. Sewage Sale. And that one I just picked up from watching the show. The K-dramas? Yeah. You and taught me, and the next day, I think I was watching D-Day, mm-hmm. and he said it. Sewage it was like sale. another earthquake hit, and mm-hmm. everybody was working hard, and he said, you are to Sewage Sale. I learned it from, uh, I picked it up from the one you just watched, Lie to Me. 
Oh, yeah. She was saying it. And I was like, that's such a lovely thing. Or like a lovely way to end a work day. Yeah. So I said it. I used to say it to a couple of my coworkers. Would we would leave oh. and I would be like, you worked hard today. <laughs> I love it. I think it's such a, a great way to end I a wish shift. my coworkers would say that to me. I'll say it to you. Not, not right now. Not it has right to now. be natural. At the end of the yeah. podcast. Yeah. I, was, I looked up at you with bated eyes. You, I was like, what? You, haven't, it. you haven't worked hard yet. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. You have to really hard You enough. have to earn it. <laughs> I'm not just throwing it out any which way. All right. So we're going to do, we're going to tackle a K-drama today. And I'm really excited about this. Can you tell? <laughs> oh, yeah. My face hurts she, from smiling. She quite literally looks like she's beaming. She's beaming. <laughs> because I, I've started to prepare and then... Like everything with Korean culture, I just fell down a rabbit hole and it couldn't stop and I typed up a ton of notes. You should see her notes. It's so funny because I walked in and she's like, I'm really ready. I went through everything. I've got all the information. I was like, great. I did not prepare at all. So between the two of us, one of us knows something. We can do this. We got this. So to start, we're going to do Boys Over Flowers. (laughs) That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Boys Over Flowers. Boys Over Flowers. Almost paradise. This show is so good <laughs> and so iconic. It launched Lee Min Ho to stardom with the perm. He had the, the perm. perm and he still became the most lusted after beloved man in the world. And it's the perm. We will post a picture of the perm. The perm. It's amazing. It's amazing that he's an heir to a major business conglomerate and the perm is what he chooses to go with with this hairstyle. It's a very specific (laughs) perm too. It's not just like your average perm. It's like it's like a luscious perm. It's a very long It's almost like a 70s like a Farrah Fawcett. Like a Farrah Fawcett meets a perm. Meets a perm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's it's like thing. honestly too long to be a perm. Yeah. It's, it's, he has it's to a lot do, to it's, take. It has to be like a hot roller situation overnight because <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> well, I told, I was trying to be funny. I was in the car with my kids telling them that we were going to do boys over flowers. And I was trying to come up with, I was like, hey guys, what rhymes with this? What rhymes with this? Because I was trying to come up with other names that you could call it besides boys over flowers mm. or calling it the show with the guy with the perm. Yeah. Because that's sometimes what I refer to it as. Yeah. Are you ready for what we came up with? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's a family affair. <laughs> we came up with five other names that for you, boys over that flowers. I think America should call boys over flowers. <laughs> The first one doesn't rhyme. The rest do, and they're hilarious because they're terrible rhymes. <laughs> so the first one is dudes over daisies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Not my best. Not I love my best. it. Dudes, that makes me think it's going to be on a ranch. <laughs> this is the American version of Boys Over Flowers. It's called Dudes Over Daisies. It takes place at a ranch in Montana. <laughs> and he's the heir to like a giant beef farm. <laughs> I would so watch that though. It still has to be Lehman Ho. Kung John D shows up on the ranch. Can't even wrangle a doggie. <laughs> Alright, well I can't wait to hear what you think the next one oh will take God. place. Are you ready? I'm so ready. <clears throat> Roses over roses. <laughs> Frat. <laughs> Co- college. We got a college one. I'd watch that too. Roses over roses. Love it. And Jian D would be like a pizza delivery girl that stumbles into the yeah. frat house. And yeah. Never stumbles her way out. <laughs> she just becomes their maid. All right. This is the last one I came up with. And then my kids each came up with one. I can't wait. Which, which can't. are just terrible bathroom humor jokes. I can't wait to tell you what they are. So the last one I came up with, I was pretty proud of. Menials over perennials. 
<laughs> that for some reason, I feel like if we're going into the technical term of perennial, then it has to take place in a Lowe's garden center. <laughs> oh, Lehman Ho owns Lowe's. Yeah, All yeah, of yeah. Them. The Lowe's, All of them. Lehman Ho of the Lowe's Lehman Ho's. <laughs> Lehman Hoses is over roses. You could have done that. Oh, how did I not think of that? That doesn't make sense. Lehman That's Hose Lehman is Hose. over roses. That's Lehman Hose bachelor style dating show. <laughs> Goom John D, do you accept this rose? <laughs> She'd be like, what? Rose? Where? Huh? I don't know what's going on I ever. I thought it was supposed to be Lowe's. Give me perennials. I? Yeah. Who am I? All right. So this was my son's. And you will be able to tell it's my son's. This is my six-year-old's choice six going on 75 yeah this kid is so the smart the first word is a six-year-old word okay and the second word is a 65 year old that's word. so it sounds exactly like what i'm totally expecting. what he would think okay pee pee that's it just pee pee's <laughs> when she said mint. Oh, God. I think it just rhymed. So she said it, and I was like, I'm going to tell Megan that, and it's totally inappropriate for you to say that again. She said, willies over lilies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I almost feel like that has to be set in the UK. That, like... There's like the a botanical version. It's Regent's Park in London. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You guys are hilarious. So those are the five names. Oh. This is why I was so excited to tell you. It's amazing. We've been doing research and my kids were helping me and I thought that was really funny. This is why I don't need to prepare. Because you have <laughs> two little genius generators on your hands. <laughs> Earlier, Casey was reading me a book about adjectives. Yeah. He's six. He's I still only kind of know what an adjective is. I had to Google the other day what an adjective was. <laughs> well, you should read that book up there because it's, it's really, really good. Yeah, I really... I can't remember the name of it, but it's a really, See, really I think it's called book. Adjectives. Is it just called Adjectives? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Great pictures. Lots of cats. That's uh, that's that's what they do these days in school, apparently. So are you ready to dig in? Let's do it. I'm always on flowers. I feel like I'm saving my energy because I know how this is going to go. Like, okay. I know this is going to be an intense intense session well i thought what i did and we can do it any way you want to do i wrote down for each episode which there are like 20 there's 24 we may only get through half the show today yeah this was a lot to say about boys this was the first show i watched that was more than 16 episodes i think Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah finally and And then i I got to like 18 episodes i was like the show should have ended a long time ago (laughs) like why are we dragging this out at this point it's just a money grab it is and you know what i'm gonna finish it it worked you did it 
Lehman Ho, you got my attention mm-hmm. still. 24, if you binged, it would be a 24-hour Lehman Ho Fest. <gasps> we should do that. I want that to happen. We should podcast the whole thing. We are going to like live <laughs> podcast a 24-hour Boys Over Flowers marathon. It would be amazing. We should just like live stream it. I think we should do it. Okay, that's happening. All right, so I wrote down for each episode a quick phrase that I think the episode should be called because each episode doesn't have a title. Mm. Some of them are pretty, they're all funny. Okay. And then, that's not me saying I'm funny. They're just, I make fun of the show. You Also, are I think you need to know, we're probably going to make a lot of fun of the show. Yes. It's all out of love. Oh, we, we genuinely love show. Boys Over Flowers. And this is one of the shows where if I get somebody, it's not the first K-drama I recommend, but once I get them in with the first one, I'm like, okay, now you have to watch Boys Over Flowers. Yes. Because it's so much fun, and it there are things about it that are so fantastic, but it's just like, also... Every ridiculous K-drama trope is in this show. Every single one. Everything. And and it, we'll get we'll get into it, but it's just like it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's not even a little bit trying to not be ridiculous either. No. So like good for this. It's a great show. Yeah. We love it. So mm-hmm. I wrote down a quick little phrase that I think it should be called for each episode. Then I might read what Drama Fever has as the plot of each episode. It's like a one sentence oh, thing. Oh, that's smart. And then I kind of go into details of what actually happens in the episode. I love it. And then I figure you can we'll just add. Go on it. Megan has so many good com- there comments is, along the way. There is one scene in Boys Over <clears throat> Flowers that I love more than anything I've ever seen in my entire life. What? I don't think I know what you're talking about. You will know as soon as I say it. It's like halfway through, and I don't love it because it's a great scene. You don't love it because it's a great scene. I love it because it's the best scene. I Just, can't wait. I, can, I'm, I think you'll think of it before we get to it. All right. I'm excited. So are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do this. Boys Over Flowers. Oh, wait. Also, because there's so many, I don't want us to get um, stuck on time. So I might set a timer for each episode so we have to move That's on smart. if the timer goes That's off. That's so smart. Let me set it. I was going to do four minutes an episode. I think we'll get through them faster than that. Yeah. Just in case, I'm going to set a timer. Are you ready? Yes. You're going to have to help me with character names because I don't remember them. Oh, this is... I'm Okay, I, don't worry. I got you covered. Okay. Episode one. I call it F4 and the poor. <laughs> Perfect. Is that right? Yes. So, Drama Fever's description. John B., a poor, feisty schoolgirl who finds herself embroiled with a group of rich, popular boys who consider the school their own personal playground. Can John D. withstand their attitudes, or will she have to dish out her own brand of justice? Can I in, can I already interrupt? Yes. Okay, you have to understand that the first thing you see in this show is basically a student being tortured. Yeah. Being, so, like, chased and tortured. By everybody in the school. Because these four nut jobs, which this never really makes sense, because they don't seem evil except for Jun Pyu. Yeah. They literally sick the entire school on this one guy to the point where he's going to jump off a building. He's going to jump off the school roof. So if you've been watching like Secret Garden and you're like, I'm going to watch this and you're like, what's happening? This is the most violent thing I've ever seen in a Mm K-drama. So anyway, continue. All right. So here's, that was it. So here's my description. F4 are four rich dudes who rule a rich school. Mm-hmm. There are no teachers or staff, There's staff no one or faculty there. at the no school. No one works there. You never see a You're right. You never figure. see anyone. No. And I'm going to bring that up. That's a major plot hole in my opinion. Yeah. So anytime they don't like someone, they give them a quote unquote red card, which is literally a red card and they hang it in their locker. And that's 
a sign for the whole school to bully them and harass them. To the point of, like, they die. Yeah, to the point <laughs> of they either leave the school or they get hurt or yeah. they kill themselves. It's horrifying. It's awful. So then John D., our little heroine. <laughs> John D. <laughs> she is a poor, tiny, but powerful girl. She is. That's supposedly what they say. I can't. Yeah. She still looks like I could she, break her in half. She she has spunk. Yes. We'll say. She's delivering dry cleaning to the school. She comes upon this guy who's on the roof and he's going to jump off. Which she's the like, funniest part of that is it's his dry cleaning. Yeah, like, it's his <laughs> dry cleaning. Like, what are the chances of that happening? She, like, found him about to jump off the roof of this building. And she's like, no, I have your dry cleaning. Yeah, that's the best part. She's dumb. <laughs> she's She doesn't even realize she's John walking D. upon a suicide attempt. John D is truly... Dumb. Like, yeah. she's stupid. She's stupid. She just never knows what's going so on. So she pretty much barges out of the roof and she's like, I, you need to pay me for your dry cleaning. And he's like, you get it from my family when I die. And then she, like, acts surprised. Like, whoa, you're standing but on the ledge I of the building? I thought you were just bird watching. Yeah. So she says, are you about to die? Why? You go to such a nice school. <laughs> That's the exact translation. See, and that is John D's charm. Is yes. She is an idiot, but, like, also makes a lot of sense sometimes. Yeah. And he says, this isn't a school. It's hell. Mm-hmm. And then he jumps. Yeah. And then, of course, this tiny 80-pound girl jumps too and grabs him and saves, saves his, his life. life and it's this whole thing and so oh go ahead well and then she gets to go to the school as her reward for saving yes. his life yes so basically we're getting there yeah. <laughs> yeah so then she's a she's a commoner by the way a peasant she's a peasant to these rich people peasant. so i briefly go through the f4 oh, are you yeah. ready for this so we got Wu Bin. he's the heir down. he's an heir to the construction enterprise which one is he um, the gangster. Okay. By the way, in all my notes from here on out, I just call him gangster. Gotcha. Uh, Yi Jung is a pottery genius. Oh, the pottery guy. <laughs> I just call him Potter from here on yep. out. Uh, Ji is a violinist and grandson oh, to a former president. From here on out, I will call him Korean Fabio because that is <laughs> oh, what he is. He has quite the hair also. He has quite the blonde, sandy blonde hair. He is the second male lead yes. also. Yes. And then there's Gu Junpyu, sort of, who's the uh, the main guy here. He's known. Oh, there's our timer. Okay, he's known by the entire country. Did we miss anything important in episode one? No, that's everything. Okay, yeah. She she ends up at the school, but don't don't they like torture her in the first episode? Well, yeah, but I forget so much I could say. She basically she like exposes the school for being a bunch of horrible people. And so they're like, oh, she can come here free of tuition. And then they're like, get the poor girl. Yep. Basically. Yeah. She gets a red card. Yeah. I don't remember what happens to her, but it's not great. This is when she spills ice cream on Lee Minho's phone. Yes, it is. Is that the first episode? Yes, it is. All right. Are you ready for episode two? Yeah. All I wrote is, why are there mirrors? And I think you know where I'm going with this. Maybe not. Oh, yes, I do. (laughs) I absolutely do. All right. So in episode two. For some unknown reason, Jun Pyu now, who hates Jandi, well, supposedly hates her, yeah. kidnaps her at the he's beginning like, of the episode. He's mysteriously obsessed with her right away. Yes. And he takes her to his house and gives her a head-to-toe makeover. Becky and I have so many problems with this makeover. It's, it, well, it's, first off, it's not consensual. That's also no. a theme in this yeah. show. Nothing is ever consensual. No. And John D., the 
the poor thing just doesn't really ever question it. I mean, she clearly is like not super happy that it's happening, but then is also just like, I guess this is my life now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay, I guess I'll just be in this stranger's house and have these shoes forced on my feet. So she basically hates it. Yeah. Um, she wants to know why he flaunts his wealth. They kind of get into a fight. She legit hates him. Yeah, and he wants to know why she always asks stupid questions. And Mm -hmm. then he says, is there anything in life that you can't buy? That's why I flaunt my wealth. And you know what you can't buy in life? Some gosh darn self-respect, <laughs> Yoo Jun Pyu. Does John D say that? That seems, no, uh, that's what Becca says. I was going to say, that seems very Becca introspective for Goom John D. No, John D probably says something mousy John D just, just like, leaves. <laughs> takes a deep breath and shakes her head and walks out. So a few days later, this is where she pulls a Megan in gym class. <laughs> She's she distracted <laughs> and a ball hits her in the face and she yep. has a nosebleed. Poor John D. <laughs> Poor John D. So she goes to the bathroom. Do you remember the scene? And he follows her into the women's room. Again, this is not consensual. She hates him. She hates him. And he's trying to help her, but he's ill-equipped with social skills and can't just say, I like you. Yeah. So he's like shoving Kleenex Oh, yeah, I do remember her. this part. Yeah. And then, yeah, it, it ends poorly. I had a problem with that part, too, because I remember thinking, like, oh. Yeah, he's trying. Oh, like, well, he's horrible, but uh, he, he is possessing the nosebleeds. And situation. then she's so stupid. She doesn't understand that he's trying to help her. And, and you hate yourself because you're like, okay, this guy is arguably terrible. Yes. But that's okay. But that's okay. Pick him. Because he, okay, Lee Min Ho, whatever it is about Lee Min Ho, he's horrible. This character, not Lee Min Ho. This character's horrible, but you're immediately like, this is the best man in the world. Right. What it's a prize. Those- it's all, it's him and all of his leggy glory. He just has something about, he's got it. He's got, yeah. yeah. Whatever it is. It's there. He has it. In, yeah, he's amazing. And anyway. we all should be so lucky to get it. <laughs> so anyway, they fight again. How typical. Yeah, That's she's not, theme not of the show. It. And then he goes home to contemplate his life in a dramatic, <laughs> obligatory shower scene. <laughs> now this is not necessary. No, and a recurring theme between Becca and I. Yeah. He has a shower, or a mirror, in his shower. Why do you have a mirror in your shower? It's useless. It's useless. You're not grooming yourself no, well, in the he, shower. I mean, he clearly has it to stare deeply into his own eyes <laughs> and assess his life. But an average person really doesn't do that that frequently, I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I, I just... we. And the thing is... There's been four or five K-dramas that we've seen. Many K-dramas. Where there are mirrors in the male lead shower. And you just don't get... How do you keep that clean? And aside from the fact that, like, well, yes, I like it. (laughs) I'm I'm happy it's there for whatever reason. It seems to make this better. Mm -hmm. But also, I just don't believe it. (laughs) And... I guess if I looked like Lee Min Ho, I would want to look at myself all the time. Yeah. But even in the shower, it's like, eh. I'm way too busy trying to stay away from the spiders on my ceiling. <laughs> I feel like when I said, like, one daddy long legs in the, ca- in the corner, and so the entire shower is me being like, if it drops, would it hit me if I'm here? <laughs> See, mine is just, my kids always barge in, so it's like, I'm never alone in the bathroom. Yeah. I don't want to be caught looking at myself. No. That's weird. I don't understand the mirror in the shower. Okay. So there's one more thing that happens in episode two. Jun Pyu's all excited now because he's off to a bad start with this girl mm-hmm. who clearly hates him, mm-hmm. who he clearly likes. Mm, he's, she's made it very clear she's not into it. But don't worry, Megan. The whole school's going on a month-long European vacation. 
Don't worry. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> wow. I'm sure G- John D. can go. It's only a $16,000 trip per student, and her family has no money. Her, she's going there without paying tuition. Yes. This girl cannot afford this trip. Which, again, they got right to it in the <laughs> show where it's like, okay, how do we get all these people alone? We're going to tell you. We're going to tell you. So John D. decides while all of her classmates are off gallivanting in Europe on some cruise ship, she's going to work. Well, by like through a series of wacky events, they of course they end up running into each other, and there's these three mean girls that go to this school. Oh, they're awful! And they're June, truly awful. They're mean terrible. Girls. And June Pugh is like, "All right, you're gonna come to this class party tonight. You don't have a choice." He gives her another makeover, of course, and John D's like, "Okay, I'll go." Yeah. Well, then the mean girls basically convince her that it's a costume party. Do you remember this? And she oh, dresses up like, like a, Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's right. She looks cool. <clears throat> she does look cool. She I looks liked, like a comic book. I liked like, her in that scene. I thought she was pretty awesome. Well, then she's embarrassed and she tries to run away and the mean girls grab her coat and she falls into like a plate of hors d'oeuvres and... And Vi- this is when and- Violinist is also like wanting to protect her. Yeah. And this is a weird scene too because Violet... So Fabio, Fabio. as we call him, mm-hmm. Korean Fabio, his ex-girlfriend that he's still in love with is back for this and she's episode. Like, a famous artist? I think she's an act model. Model. She's yeah, a famous she's model. Beautiful. So she shows up and takes John D for yet another makeover. If you're keeping track, this is two and we're only in episode two. Yeah. And this she's also the kindest hearted model in the world. Yes. And so then and she, also, like, she why is she dating in? a high school guy? Because she's clearly an adult. Yeah, she's like 30. I guess rich people can do whatever they want. So she brings her back into this party that like Meghan Markle belongs at. It's just this beautiful, extravagant party for high schoolers. Again, Mm. there are no chaperones or teachers in sight. No. And everybody stares at John D. and they can't believe it's it's her. It's a real she's all that moment. It is. It is. So then we go to episode three. I can't even remember. Oh, is this the pool? Are you ready? (laughs) Because I have a lot to say about this We're getting right to it. Episode three, I call it CPR is best when it's consensual. (laughs) The theme of the show is consent. Consent. So, with her brand new makeover, John D turns more than one head, which leads Jun Pyu to take dramatic me- measures in his jealousy. Okay. All right. So, Fabio's girlfriend brings John D into this party. Everybody looks at her. Fabio starts dancing with her. It's this big romantic moment. Jun Pyu gets super jealous. No Runs way. outside. Starts beating up equipment around the pool because, of course, they're at a oh, fancy place. He has pool. such a problematic temper. Yeah. He is a, he is violent when he's mad. Yeah, it's it it almost doesn't make sense. No, and he, like he doesn't hit other people that much. I don't think I can't remember, but he does destroy a lot of things. Yeah, he like throws tantrums. So this is where it gets good because then a bug comes, oh, yeah. and he swats oh. the bug and falls in the pool. He can't swim, but guess who does? Oh. Johnny! Not only does Johnny swim, it's the one thing she's good at. Like, she's not so smart, she's not very pretty. I mean, like, I say that in air quotes too, because obviously she's gorgeous. Yes. But uh, she's she's just terrible at everything, but swimming. She's a great swimmer, and she loves to swim. She loves to swim. So she's taking a breather from dancing with her her crush, who is now Fabio. Fabio, yeah. And sees Jun Pyu drowning, basically, because... Mm. Because he's, he's an idiot. He's 10 feet tall and he's in a four foot pool and you yes. can't figure out how to stand up. I, that also doesn't make sense to me. But anyway. He's in the shallow end, isn't he? <laughs> yes. She pulls him out 
and starts in her to, full dress, right? Yeah, and starts to do some not needed CPR because he was not ever he was, unconscious. He didn't even check to make sure he wasn't breathing. <laughs> well, like we said, Jundi's good at swimming, but she's not so good at the brain stuff. <laughs> so of course she leans down to to put her mouth on his, and he tries to steal a kiss, and it's a whole thing. And he's so proud of himself. So anyway, they go back to school the next day. Um, she gets a surprise birthday invitation from Fabio's ex-girlfriend for another big event because they haven't had one in a day. Right. And she sends a dress to her house, so she has to go. So she shows up. Things are awkward with Junpyu. Things are awkward with Fabio. Are you sensing this awkward I don't remember romantic this scene love triangle? At all. Oh, you will. Because then she and Fabio, she sees Fabio try to kiss his ex-girlfriend. And she, like, runs away. She's so embarrassed. Well, June Pugh's there, and he brings her to a bar. Oh, I do remember this part. He brings her to an empty bar in this yeah, hotel. Yeah, I do remember again, this part. Again, no parents, Mm-mm. no bartender. They're not of age. No. And again, she still hates him. But, yes. like, he's like, come with me to this remote location. And she's like, oh, I guess that's what I should do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's basically like, I know that you like him. I know that you saw him kiss his ex-girlfriend. It's okay for you to cry. And then he says, and she says, and this is the exact quote. There's no point because I'm not pretty, I'm not smart, my family is poor. And Jun Pyu adds without skipping a beat, your figure's not that great either, and your temper is bad too. <laughs> and this is why we fall in love with this couple. Yes. They're terrible to each other, but it's in the most beautiful way. And as much as we're making fun of this relationship, holy cow, does it get beautiful. It gets intense. It gets really, really wonderful. He's such a gentleman. I'm like I'm that. like looking forward now to some of the stuff that happens, and it's just like Damn you, Junpyu, you marvelous <laughs> bastard. <laughs> so then moments later, it gets tense. There's some emotion Between in the, the two, air. Between the two yeah, of them the still. Two of them. Is she drinking alcohol? No, not okay. yet. And then finally he, he tells her like, yeah, I mean, you're bad at a lot of stuff, but you're the first girl the almighty Junpyu has acknowledged. Really? Yeah. Really? Al- I'm Audi 5000. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think you are? But... In the show, you guys, it's this magical moment. Oh and my god! Like tension hanging in the air, and they're staring at oh each my other. God. It's beautiful because it's also, of course, the first time John D's like, "Wait, does he have a crush on me?" I know. Like, and they're like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> what do you think he's been doing? Why do you think he did kidnap, bo- ambush, makeover on you? <laughs> so does that happen a lot? He needs to cool off, so he goes to the men's room because they're so because it's so it's steaming it's up steaming between them, steaming up in the air. Mm. Uh, and she just grabs the first cup in front of her that has clear liquid. Very of John D of her. It's it's straight alcohol. So by the time he comes back, she's wasted. Yeah. And she leans forward and she starts like puckering up her lips to like kiss him, and then she ends up just puking all over his lap. Which is how true love usually begins. That's how it begins in all K dramas. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why it's uh, kind of romantic. It's v- because you're also they really do make Gujin Pu like borderline evil at the beginning mm-hmm. and then as you see the little cracks in his evilness you're like oh he's so fragile and wonderful yeah and so i think it's one of the moments where you're like oh he's just a guy he's just like a stupid high school kid who doesn't know what he's doing you're just a delightful dum-dum yeah sweet sweet dum-dum mm. all right we're already in episode four yes. you ready for this yes i titled this episode a 30 dollar coffee question mark i don't know which one this one's about oh you will so June Pugh decides he and John D should officially date. Of oh yeah, course. he's also one of she those. She doesn't characters. have a choice in this. He's one of those characters who's like, hey, "We're dating now." <laughs> Here, here's like a thousand presents because we're dating now. And she's like, "Okay, oh, I guess this. He gave me presents. This is, seems right." <laughs> 
Uh, so anyway, neither of them are prepared for what their jealousy will do to them. Okay, so the next day at school, he walks by her at lunch. Do you remember this? And he says, Oh, yeah. Saturday, 4 p.m., oh, yeah. on some tower. Oh, and so oh, she's got this friend now, too. Yeah, I call her um, fake BF. So from yeah, now yeah, on, yeah. she has this friend at school. She's Lise, a fake BF. It's Lise Young, I think, is the actress mm-hmm. who's lovely. And it's like, why, did, why are you like this? Anyway, continue. So he says, um, If you're even one minute late, you're dead. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Come to mama. That's so, so romantic. <laughs> Why not? So she ignores it like yeah. any woman would. Because she doesn't know that they're dating. Because he's like, doesn't, he's so confusing. Like if a guy walked up to you and was like, you're my girlfriend now. You'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. He thinks that's enough. Like he thinks that's enough to make it official. <laughs> He, he, does, he is he's he's baffled as he to why he does not know what the word consensual no, is. No, he just gets whatever he wants, and so he is so confused when she's like, "I was unclear about what you wanted." Well, but I told you we were dating. You remind me of hey. BTS teaser video. Hey, Jungkook, I don't understand you. Jungkook, we're dating. <laughs> so I said it out loud. Don't forget it. This makes it official. Minyoungi, Saturday, four p.m. Meet me at Vanderveer Park. I'll be there I'll be with there. bells on. <laughs> anyway. So she ignores him. Yeah. She goes shopping with her mom. Yeah. It's and cute and like, lovely. Oh, they, they're like hitting the sales. Yeah. Her mom's fun. Her mom's awesome. So at like 10 p.m. at night, she's like, hey, mom, do you think somebody would wait for you all day? <laughs> Which, guess what? For you, Jundi? No. <laughs> I don't think so. But that's where I'm wrong. And that's, is that where her mom's like a real mom? She like pets her head. She's like... Anything for you, sweetie. Yeah. And in her head, she's like, no, that's not realistic. Yeah. Nobody is like, waiting for no you. There's no way he's still at Namsan Tower. So she goes to Namsan Tower. Of course, dumb, dumb Junpyu is just sitting there freezing. Yeah. It's like snowing Which, and cold. Again, this dodo bird has like a chauffeured <laughs> limousine. He could have sat in the car. They've clearly cleared out the plaza below Namsan Tower for this date. There's no one else there, which I highly <laughs> doubt in the middle of Seoul. But why'd he wait in the dang car? For goodness sake. Of course he's still there. He has no parental supervision. He's just... Oh, his mom is the traditional K-drama yeah. evil mother. We'll, I'm terrible. sure we'll get to her later. She's terrible. She does not care about her child. So he has nothing better to do with his time as a rich heir. So he sits there and waits for her all day. So now she offers to buy him coffee because mm. she feels guilty that he's been there all day. So they go up to the observation deck. Which it, it is kind of romantic. Like, yeah. You're like, and he's looking good in his, his little jacket. He looks Oh, yeah. He, he looks, looks very He's got this long black like, jacket beautiful on. Beautiful jacket on. He looks very wealthy. It like barely covers his 10 foot legs. Oh, he's so tall. He's so tall and dreamy. So then, that's this is where the $30 coffee, the actual subtitles say that she buys him a $30 coffee. Does she mean $3? No. Is it a mistranslation? No. I have so many questions. Was it's it out of the vending machine. So it was machine. like 300 won is $30, yes. right? It was like 3000 or something. It was insane. It's an insane amount of money. Really? I've looked it up. I don't understand it. It's a $30 oh, coffee. There has to be something And maybe they're joking. That. Maybe. Because my question is, where does John D. get $30? It's out of a machine. It's out of a machine. It's like a, it's like a vending machine for how, coffee. How long do you sit there and pump quarters into oh. that stinker? God, I'm the jumpiest person. <laughs> I even knew that was coming, and I just like scared myself with that alarm. I'm sorry, Megan. Oh, you scared me. We have one more second to move on. Okay. All right. So anyway, they get locked in. The security guard doesn't yeah, see of him. Of course. And the tall 
like most popular tourist site in South Korea. Yeah. Nobody notices. Nobody's checking to that see there's two people which, up there. Thank God, because again, it is so romantic. It's super romantic. My dream is to be stuck in the top of Nansum <clears throat> Tower with Lee Min Ho. And it looks like we're bending some K drama rules here because they're spending the night together. And it's only episode four. <laughs> four. <laughs> four. So they huddle together in this enclosed space because he's freezing and she's just John D and lets and him. It's fun. The dynamic is fun because now they're in a different element. So it's not like I'm Gujun Pyu. I have all the money. I have all the power. He's like a dumb, 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 dumb. Yeah. And she is actually like, okay, well, don't freeze to death. She has common sense. She has a lot she's of like, common you know, sense. Had to be uncomfortable before in her life, and he never has. And this is a very uncomfortable situation. Yeah. And this is my favorite, and they do this in a lot of K dramas. All of a sudden, he starts coughing and has a fever. He's very he's been well, exposed he, to the elements for five hours. I mean, he did stand outside all day <laughs> in the winter. So honestly, it's kind of it's a good lesson for him to learn that, like, if you start to get cold, go inside. You don't. These are lessons you learn when you're like two. Not you. no, not if you're wealthy, Becca. <laughs> they never experience discomfort, and they show they show their superiority between each other through motorsports. <laughs> Facebook K drama. We will get there. Yes. We will get there. Uh, so anyway, they spend the night together. She tries to keep him warm. Of course, she, she thinks she to. thinks he's just trying to get on her, but really he's sick because he's, he's been exposed to the elements. All right, so this is where we like jump real quick before episode five because episode five I don't have much to say. It wasn't the best episode. Mm. So still at the end of episode four, the next day she decides to go clubbing with fake BF. This girl. They go clubbing. Fake BF is like, hey, that musician up there is cute. You should go talk to him. So John D does because she does whatever anybody tells her to do. And I cannot tell you. She's going to be kidnapped so many times in this show. (laughs) This is like, we've talked about one. This is technically the second one. Yes. And she runs out of water and the musician's like, here, drink mine. Well, she Roofied. Takes, she takes a sip and her vision goes blurry and she blacks out. Strongest roofie in the world. And that's how the episode basically ends. Yeah. So a lot happened in episode four. But yeah. Episode four is a good one. The Namsan Tower bit is great. Yeah. It is, it's wonderful. It's well written. Their chemistry. Okay, that's another thing. Is these two have bonkers chemistry. It's so good. Which is weird because their characters are just insane. You don't understand why you are rooting for them half the time. But you just root for them so hard because it seems so impossible. Mm-hmm. And they really do seem so good together. Which I don't understand, but no. I guess we'll go with it. <laughs> it's the power of love. <clears throat> so, episode five, I just put breakup and makeup because that's what happens here. So basically... Jun Pyu knows that John D was attacked and he thinks this is the this is the drama fever description. Are you ready? The attack on John D leads Jun Pyu to decide that everyone needs a break, so they all pack up and head off for a beautiful weekend at an island resort. There's uh. only one problem. Fabio has returned and he isn't going to keep silent about his feelings for John D anymore. Which, that's out of nowhere too. He kinda looks at her like a stray puppy. Yeah. He's like, Oh, you're you don't know what to do with yourself, <laughs> but I guess I love you. It's <laughs> That's how you look at me. That's how I look at Becca. I'm like, you're just, you don't know what to do, but it's okay. I'm here now. I will take care of baseless, you. Baseless assumption. This is going to work out. <laughs> but wait, did we expose fake BF? No. So that oh. was their description. So here, okay. So episode five starts. Did that not happen until episode <clears throat> five? Yeah. Oh, God. So basically, uh, she was set up. Fake BF set her up. 
They took all these pictures of her in bed with this musician. Which June Pugh gets so mad. The whole school even, finds out. They can't even make it like <clears throat> a sort of believable situation where like this fake, this girl befriended her because she's in love with June, June Pugh. Pugh. It could even be where she just like set this up because she has a crush on him. She's like a psychotic stalker, horrifying, obsessed, crazy person. Yes. And so June Pugh is super super mad at John D but then he realizes that it was a setup so then and he's pretty great when he confronts fake best friend yeah but this is where it gets weird so this the, is where it gets weird <laughs> <laughs> of course she gets a red card cause he's mad at her John D does oh and so she leaves one of the, multiple this is where cards. I have a lot to say she leaves the school and there's a couple boys and they like pull a chain and she's riding her bike this is so horrible. the chain comes up she flips off of her bike, head first onto, like, brick, yeah. a brick road. She's all scuffed up. Well, now the entire school piles out of the school, and they start attacking her, which I have so many questions about. They have water balloons filled with tomato juice. Who just carries that around? It's it's the most maniacal, horrifying group fighting scene. It's terrible. It's very disturbing. And then they have, like, fire extinguishers are spraying at her. They're just... It's all these people just... Being horrible. It's very terrible. You're sitting there watching like, what just happened? Because it's been weird before, but it's never been to the point where you're like, this is pandemonium. (laughs) This is assault. Yes. This is almost attempted murder. And where are the freaking teachers? And the guy that was so in love with her is the one who did it to her. Yeah. Which is is like psycho too. So of course, in in true drama fashion... Again, we sat, we were making fun of this, but only because we loved it so much. Oh, the scene. When you watch it, it's beautiful. He runs in and he's like, stop it now. I guess this level of violence makes him go like, whoa, <laughs> this is out, this got out of hand. I'm, I'm, I'm promoting bad behavior. I've been making some unwise decisions <laughs> as a leader in my so, community. He gets super mad at his classmates and beats some of them up for doing what he told them it was to him. do. He started it, the psycho. <laughs> and he picks her up and it's he walks off and it's magnificent. Amazing. It's amazing. I can't stop smiling oh thinking God. about it. It's so yeah. good. It's one of those scenes where you like rewind and watch over and over. Yes. It's truly, truly amazing. So, of course, where does he bring her? Not to a hospital. He oh. brings her back to his house. To his mansion. he knows how to handle these things. So injuries. he can, like, make her over again. <laughs> undoubtedly. So he's trying to clean her up. And then she's, like, cut on her lip. And he goes to touch it. Well, then he has a small panic attack because he likes her. So he throws a washcloth at her. And he's like, Which, clean yourself up. Also, and he leaves. why John D? Self-respect, girl. Be like, you're a psychopath. Don't <laughs> touch me. Call the police and get out of there. Say, I want to go home to my parents. Yes. Or I want to, to see a medical, medical professional. <laughs> and you're paying the bill, you nutball. The <laughs> names that we've called you on this podcast. Nutball, He's, dum-dum. He sucks. Psychopath. He sucks and I'm so in love with him. <laughs> what is wrong? How do they do this to me? So she's mortified mm. well then the, he makes it worse he makes her spend the night of course in his sis, in his sister's oh, room yeah his cool sister so then she wakes up and his whole staff have bought her like all new stuff yeah he can't decide on a bike because they can't find the model that she had so he buys like 10 and just lets her pick one which this that part's pretty fun because I it's love like that. the like lavishing the gifts 
it's of course wish fulfillment. We're like, oh, I just woke up and I have a million bugs to choose from. <laughs> what girl hasn't said that? And again, it's like, he just <laughs> spoiled me with a million gifts. I guess we're dating. Yeah, he, he likes me because I have nothing to offer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so now they go to school and he announces to everybody, we're dating. Basically like, revoke the red card. Yep. Can't if you touch, touch her, you're dead to me. Yes. Yeah. And everybody's like, what? Oh, it's, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's, that seems right. We're not going to question this decision. Yeah. Sorry about yesterday. Also, quit. it has nothing to do with the story. He sends all new appliances to her parents' house. Yeah. Like, new refrigerator to the point where they can't even get into their house because there's so many new appliances there. Yeah, which is, like, weird, weird thought, but a, but very nice. It's thoughtful. Yeah. No. Is it? I think it's, is his family, like, an electronics? Heir? Is he I have an no to, idea what they do. He's the heir to, like, a huge corporation. I feel like it's maybe electronics, but they also own the school somehow. Yes. Or sponsor the school as company does. And this is where it gets... Super realistic and reminds me of my high school time. Fabio takes her side and confesses his love to her mm. and says, we can date behind June Pugh's back even though he's my best friend. And she's like, I'm John D. I can't speak for myself. What? So they don't leave it anywhere. Well, then in the meantime, June Pugh's like, hey, let's go on a vacation because we haven't been on one since last week on our school field trip. <laughs> and we should probably go somewhere even more ridiculous <laughs> this so, time. Are you ready for this? He takes her to a store, and she gets a third makeover. Already. Man, we're only on episode six or something. <laughs> and then they all go to, like, New Caledonia. Yeah. It's for like a, a week. beautiful island. And it just ends with him on the beach, kind of shirtless. And it is very much the, a scene where, like, this should have happened in any other drama in, like, episode 12. Yes. Or episode even 16. And you're just like, why are we here? Yes. This, it escalated so quickly. And it's <laughs> and this is also the point where she still doesn't even really know how she feels. Like, she literally just got beat up because of him. So she's <laughs> all over the place emotionally. And also, she's Jondi, so she's still just very confused about what's going on. So you're sitting there like, it's uncomfortable how uncomfortable she is. Yes. Because he is all in at this point, like, this is the girl for me. <laughs> and she is like, hold your horses, buddy. I feel like we're not there yet. <laughs> but she can't say that. She can't say it out loud. So she just like goes on these awkward dates with Which, him. Which again, so it's Jondi, her real best friend. Yeah. And then the F4. So there's six high school students here. Well, None of them got their parents' she, permission. They she, just kind of go. No. And yeah, in the middle of the day. Yeah. She also is clearly way more into Fabio <laughs> than Lee Min Ho at this point, but is again not saying anything to anyone that would like suggest like right. back off. So it's just a whole thing. She's not encouraging Lee Min Ho. This is the, it's just so awkward it's because he's so bonkers. used to getting what he wants that she, and she's not a character who would be like, Back off, buddy. Mm -hmm. She's just like stunned, constantly stunned by everything that's happening and so can't do anything about it. All right, episode six. I just titled this one, You're a Swimmer? So basically, they're swimming at this New Caledonia island. She goes out for a nice swim because she's a professional swimmer. She's seriously in two feet of water. And she gets a cramp and she starts to drown. She is a nightmare. <laughs> she... Just bad stuff constantly. But this is where it gets even weirder. June Pugh has this moment on the beach where he's like, I should go save her. But then he has this fear of water. Yeah, which I don't remember why. And I guess he almost drowned when he was a kid or something. something. 
But then Fabio's like, well, I'll go save her because it's two feet of water. Yeah, and also, like, he's clearly the better choice of (laughs) human, so they just keep, like, pounding that into your brain. This is a decent person. This other one is not. It's just awkward. And I really don't have much to say about episode six either. There's like this awkward encounter on the beach where Fabio again is like, I really like you. And then he kisses John D. And again, Jim Pugh sees not it, right? consensual. Oh, yeah. And then and she they, just looks wide eyed and confused. She, she pulls a major Park Shani here. Then he pulls away and Jim Pugh has seen the whole thing. Then he punches him and they fight. And She's breaking up a friend, childhood friendship. He basically tells her, act like you don't know me anymore. Act like you don't know me anymore. So to recap, they've been, <laughs> they've been dating and broken up like 16 times already. In the course of eight days. And John D. has no idea any of it happened. <laughs> Even still clueless she just doesn't people are like oh my gosh you guys have dated and broken up and she's like wait what when i just went on a vacation with him (laughs) for fun so then she starts to like retort and say like but wait like for the first time ever she finds her voice and she's like i don't want to act like i don't know you anymore and he says quote if you say one more word i'll kill you because that's how you treat the women in your life Say it again, Lee Min Ho. <laughs> Just so beautiful. Like poetry. I'll kill you. What he's a terrible a, character. He's a real Romeo. He's, he, why are we, we love him so much. I don't understand it. But the, okay. So it's then, like, it's like you excuse it because you're like, he's saying it because he's so in love. That's a horrible way to excuse don't, something. Don't say that to somebody you no, love. No, that is inappropriate. Well, okay. He's like a kid. There, that's why. He's a kid. He's a kid. He won't kill her. Spoiled he'll, kid. He'll have the rest of the school kill her. <laughs> that's, that's what he does. That's how he does it. So then he also kicks Fabio out of the F4, so now they're just the F3 for a few Which episodes. because the other F2s really don't have much to say. <laughs> well, Potter, Pottery Guy, he's coming up soon. He's yeah. going to have a whole lot of He say has there. a whole lot of things happening. But really, the gangster has very little part. Yeah, he's just a gangster. Of all of them, I think I would be the best with gangster. Oh, Pottery Guy's got a whole bunch of <laughs> issues. He's a real cutie, but... All right, so episode seven... It's time for big sis, right? Oh, we're getting to the motorsports. We're getting, we're getting to the motorsports here. So his June Pugh's older sister comes. She loves John D. Of course, she's the polar opposite of June Pugh. Yeah, she's delightful and kind and cute. Well, Great. they're both beautiful, yeah, so yeah. they both have that going for them. But she loves that John D. is not afraid to like put up with him. And kind of is, yeah, John D. has just been very like, what are you even talking about? And the sister likes that. So the whole episode is basically based around, is his sister's tough love enough to solve all this drama once and for all? The answer is no. Spoiler alert. Because we're only on episode 7 of 24. Yeah. 25. It hasn't even gotten weird yet. (laughs) It hasn't even taken this, like, the weirdest turn it will take. So, here we are, guys. Episode 7 of 25. And it's not weird yet. So, basically, he starts pulling away from his sister because she likes John D. He also starts pulling away from F3 because they also like John D. So, now it's just F2. And those two dodos have nothing happening. Yeah. Oh, poor F2. (laughs) (laughs) So, his sister comes up with a plan that will solve everything. Mm -hmm. An athletic competition. Which, why didn't we think of that earlier? <laughs> this is how you solve problems in the real world. You, you compete in athletics. This, I would say that this is my least favorite episode. Yeah, it's 
Because so it's just ridiculous. so many montages of like riding horses and driving cars. <laughs> That's the thing. When I say athletic competition, I think, okay, like pig Archery. and basketball or yeah. like running fast around a track. Yeah. It's like the most expensive sports that you could participate in. They're like in. driving Lamborghinis or something. <laughs> I forget, I don't know cars, but they have like a track rented out. And they're, like, (laughs) racing each other in race cars. They basically have ten events that they can pick from, and the best of three wins. That's all. You just have to win two out of three. And what they win is, like, John D. has to leave school, right? If if June Pugh wins, he gets to kick John D. and Fabio out of the school. Yeah. And if they win, they just get to stay stay at school. Like, there's no consequence whatsoever, which... All right, get ready for June Pugh to be kind of okay soon. I just remembered what he does. So the first event is horse racing. June Pugh wins. Of course. But he also, do you remember he basically like kills the horse that he was riding? Like he rides the horse so Til hard. It's like, yeah, yeah. Until it's dead. It's basically dead. Uh, second event, sports car race. I, uh, I don't want to ruin it, but Fabio wins this one. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. It needs to be a nail biter. So that brings us to our last event. Which, this ju- doesn't this just make perfect sense after you have horseback riding and, <laughs> and, car, and racing. car racing? Actually, the episode's over, so <laughs> but it ends with June Pugh is worried about Jan- John D because the third event is swimming, and they've decided to go two on two. So she's going to swim, and the other F3 are getting involved. Of course, June Pugh can't swim, so he's going to watch, I guess, Which with is his big why- sister. Oh, I guess they were randomly picking them out of a hat, yes. weren't they? And so um, it ends with him hugging her at the end of the episode. Why again? I know. Like he just like he is the worst mood swing. I don't what get a it. terrible partner. And he basically says it's not too late. It would only take one word if you said that you liked me. And Which, then it just ends. Well, and John D is again still not even sure they've dated once. I think so. She's just like. I, it's like he's talking to her in another language half the time. Or he's being really romantic. It's like, does he not see that he's the only one in this? That's how I feel about it. I mean, aside from the fact that I'm also now invested in this relationship, John D just seems like, what are you talking about? I feel like that's always what she's thinking. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't understand what you're Where saying. Where is this coming from? <clears throat> so let's get to eight. It's a short one, too. Basically... They're racing for John D's heart, Megan. Mm-hmm. This is not going to end well for mm-hmm. anybody involved. They all get in the pool. They do this tag team thing. And blah, again, blah, blah. The only person that June Pugh has to blame is June Pugh. Is himself. He did this whole thing. And his sister just smugly, I like her, but she just smugly watches all these events. She's yeah. like the, the she's, I don't know, the referee kind of. And she's a real grown up who could have <laughs> easily been like, you're hey, being stupid. This is ridiculous. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Yeah. But, but she no, she's like, it. I'm bored and rich and beautiful. <laughs> Let's have an old-fashioned duel. <laughs> <laughs> so the race comes down to the last second, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, all the lights go off. And it seems like it could really go either way. Yeah, you don't know who's going to win. All the lights go off, they kind of stay off, and they flicker back on, and Big Sister looks around, and she sees Jun Pyu just walking out of the... Walking yeah. out of the room. And he, it's pretty clear he shut the he lights off. off all the lights. So nobody would know who won. And then you like him again. You do. He keeps pulling these little moves you and you're like... You like him so much. Man, I might have misjudged you. So Big Sis goes away. A lot of other just basic Duh, story yeah. stuff happens. But this is where I love it. This is the episode where June Pugh goes to her, John D's house. And oh. for some reason ends up spending the night. Is this when he makes kimchi with them? Yes. 
That's wonderful. So they all, the episode ends with all of the, all of her family. So her mom, her dad, her brother. And they're so shameless because they're clearly like, yeah, hook up with this guy. Well, first off, they're like, you just bought us a ton of appliances. Do whatever you want. You've given our kind of ugly daughter three makeovers. And you better enjoy this while it lasts, John D's family, because it goes downhill for you Yeah, your life does not look good after this. So they all, the episode ends with all of them sleeping under one blanket together. And he says to her, oh, he says, I came without really planning anything, but this is a ton of fun. With everyone sleeping under the same blanket, doesn't it seem like a family? And that's where you're like, oh. Oh, Jupiter. Oh, this is why you are the way you, you don't are. don't have a family. I should have known. <laughs> I misjudged you. All that weird stuff where you had people basically almost kill other people. It's fine. It's fine. Your mom didn't love you. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna, gonna work this out together. together. <laughs> we're gonna make this work as First, a family. Let's rip up these red cards. Yes, no more red cards, Dodo. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a get out of jail free card. Yeah, because we're gonna because you're so cute. And then we're gonna go love on each other in a completely platonic way because mm-hmm. you just need somebody to care. We're gonna have some G-rated fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> family fun. If we ever write a drama, can we call it G-rated fun? <laughs> and the lowest rated drama of all time. Because we're putting it out there from the beginning. It's not going to be that fun at all. It's a Nuna drama, but nothing exciting ever. It's realistic. She's babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're almost done. Are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> Episode nine. They wake up. June Pugh is part of this cute little family. They keep calling him son-in-law, which is the cutest thing and ever. And he loves it. And he adores them. And then, much like you and my mother-in-law and my daughter last weekend, they go on a boys' day. Do you remember they go to a public bathhouse? I don't Oh, yeah, because they, they scrub each other's, other's backs. backs. Yeah. They it's like the first time he's done any of this. He's never done any oh, of it. Oh, and they're eating the fish, the they fish cake. Fish cakes off the skewers. Mm. Um, he, okay, and this is also, like, one of the greatest lines in the whole show. He cannot wait, after this experience, to talk to her again. Well, of course, she's John D. She doesn't know they're dating. Well, yeah, she has no idea that this means anything. Yeah. This means nothing to her. This is just another day in her life. It's like, a weird... Yeah, I mean, she's the person that, like, goes to deliver dry cleaning and suddenly becomes a hero. So, this is nothing. (laughs) It's just nothing. She gets locked into Namsan Tower. So, F4 is like, dude, chill. Do not call her. This is, a really cute scene. this is a really cute scene. Yeah, don't call her. Just wait patiently. So she finally calls him and he says, Gumjandi, who's that? And then he says, oh. oh, I remember now. I've been so busy. I haven't been able to recall that you haven't called in three days and 13 hours. He is, he, like, you're finally getting to see the like, goofiness of Junpyu. And this is why Lee Min Ho is amazing. Because he can play that, like, cold, rich, mean, cruel handsome guy and he also just plays like the sweetest little puppy that Mm. ever lived like he he is he can do anything it's really adorable so this is where the storyline gets weird and john d's real bf has like a blind date with this other guy (gasps) remember that and they kind of rope in june pew and they all four go together and they go ice skating and it's like oh, really yeah. romantic oh she's dating this guy yeah and then john d is like oh okay maybe i'm dating june pew now like she kind of starts and she getting kind of it. starts to like him she's starting to like him for the first time yeah but then this this blind date that her best friend is hooking up with pretty much tells june pew like i'm just using her because yeah, she's like she's poor and i'm rich and this is I kind of fun I want. yeah like i do this I'm all the time i'm seeing all these other girls yeah 
So Jun Pyu gets mad and he, he hits him. Oh, yeah. Well, then the girls the hate crap it. crap out of him. The girls just absolutely Which hate it. Which sucks because you're like, finally, Jun Pyu is using his evil for good. Yeah, he's actually a good guy. Yes. And then you're like, Johnny, don't be stupid. Well, she can't help it. No. She is. She's like, why would you beat up my friend's boyfriend? And neither of them have any communication skills. No, he can't be like, because he's a slime ball. Yeah. So it's just... Terrible. Basically, and then John D finds out that this guy was mean, so then she goes and beats him up, so don't worry. Which is awesome, too. He got what was coming twice. Mm-hmm. And then she needs to apologize to Jun Pyu, which he's been waiting for forever. So he and takes he, her out he of his house. He apology. Yeah, late at night. And remember, he, like, decorated the park with Christmas it's really lights. Sweet. This, this might be my favorite episode. It's really beautiful. It's up there in my top because it's, the dialogue's great, it's funny, it's sweet, mm-hmm. and it's, like, the first time we were, like, this is just a show about high school kids. Yes. No one got kidnapped. <laughs> no one was kidnapped. There were no extravagant vacations here. No crazy duels. It was it was great. It's a wonderful episode. So it ends with her sitting on a swing and he leans in and kisses her. It's and her, it's very romantic. Yeah, it's it's so sweet. And your heart just goes, Aww. Just shatters into a million. Pieces. It's just beautiful. So then the next episode, of course, this is where things get really good. Because now the mom is involved. Oh, evil mom? Evil mom. Mm. June Pugh's mom. So John D gets Jun Pyu to like enter the cell phone competition. Oh, it's like a Valentine's Day thing, right? Yeah, she really wants someone's cell phone. All you have to do is have a partner, and one of you has to hold the other person, and the couple that can hold the other person the longest wins, wins. the phone. Wins the phone. Well, of course, his mom sees it, and she's super upset because she's like, "Why didn't you just buy the phone?" And he's like, "I know, right? I wanted to," and she made me do this stupid competition. Yeah, he kind of hates it, but he thing. also kind of likes it because he's competitive. He goes with it, and basically, his mom is not happy she so hates it she does the typical k-drama i'm a super rich mom thing and puts her fa- puts john d's family's business dry cleaning business out of business yeah she like buys their building yeah it's terrible who yeah. does that well it's, i mean if i had a nickel for every time that happened in high school girl <laughs> same that's <thing>. nothing <laughs> so then they then <clears throat> they have to start selling food on it's the like, street yeah like like some sort of, like, crispy rice cake thing and yeah. coffee or something. And his evil mother makes this them drive by. This is a pretty by. amazing scene, too. It's beautiful. And the beauty of John D is, like, the, I think that they're trying to make it look like they're so desperate and this is the lowest they've ever had to sink to. And they're not, like, her mom is ashamed. But she is just John D and she's like, you know what? You do what you got to do to survive. Yeah, and they're and having fun. And they're a really close family. They love each other. So it's... They it's just, really sweet. It's a beautiful scene. And then the and then P- June Pugh's car pulls up with his mom in it. Yeah, and she's like, see, that's what you were... This is what you're That's what you're mingling with yeah. or whatever. And then he gets super mad and he gets out of the car. Do you remember this? It's like backlit. <sighs> yes. And he rocks up to her defiantly and like puts his arms around her and he kisses her and oh. it's so sweet and the mom gets so mad this is what i signed up for i love it moments like that are the reason i am into k-dramas and he basically makes her promise that she'll never run away and she's like i can't promise that and he's oh, like, yeah, well, she stops talking to him right yeah and With- he's like promise you'll never run away because of my mother if you mm. can't promise you'll never run away at least make it promise me it won't be because of my right. mother which is kind of sweet it is sweet but also he says it in like a, you will not run away. It's not yeah. really asking. No, he doesn't know how. Again, it's not consensual. No, I guess this is all part of the character. But, <laughs> but the it's a beautiful scene. It's because again, kiss. now you're finally seeing him acting like a real human mm-hmm. who has some principles. Yes. And genuinely cares about this person. Which I think is lovely. Me so too. this is the last episode that I thought we could talk about tonight. 
Are you ready? Because I feel like we're going to build this up. And then we're just, it's going to be a real cliffhanger. Oh my God. Because things really pick up after this. So episode 11. Here we go. His mom has already put their family's dry cleaning business out of business. Then she has thugs go and destroy their street cart. Oh, that's right. So then John Dee's feeling bad about herself. So she's like, I'll get a part-time job. And some stranger at her restaurant is like, hey, Oh my God. This is, okay. We've been saying this is where it gets weird. This is where it gets weird. This is where it gets weird. A stranger tells her, you should model. You're cute. Yeah, you should do modeling. And she's like, oh, thanks. Because she's John D. She doesn't get it. You know, I never thought about it. (laughs) But I guess you're right. (laughs) (laughs) So he says that there's a school brochure job of Wink Mm. that she can start modeling for. Oh, and go alone. (laughs) Yeah, he tells her, come alone. So... Sounds legit. Yeah, I Sounds like it. a great job that she Heck. just nabbed. Yeah. It's anything for a few bucks. Well, I mean, one, it's in an abandoned warehouse. Which also seems like a good sign. Seems safe. There's dim lighting. There's a bed in the room. <laughs> the bed is the only piece of furniture, only furniture in the room. And there is a camera. Her- so in fairness, they are planning on taking photos. <laughs> that part wasn't a lie. <laughs> they- I can't. So then... They give her lingerie to wear. Which again. And she just says, all right, this seems still, totally legit. Still no no red flags for John D. Um, spoiler, it's not legit. No. <laughs> they it's have, gross. They have other things on their mind. It's very gross. But don't worry, some handsome young model comes in. Who we've never seen before. We've never been never even been he referenced is a in the show. Random, brand new character. <laughs> How did he even know she was there? Also a question. This this storyline, we're going to get into it more next time. This storyline is the storyline that won't die for me. Like, I, I cannot handle this storyline. It's a thing of beauty is what it is. Oh. <laughs> this storyline. So this model comes in and saves her from this sketchy situation. I hate to call it sketchy. It seems legit. It right, seems right, like right. a really she high paying job. She made an honest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so then he says, hey, don't model here. Come model with me. I'm a real, real model. model. Yeah. And he is. He is. Not only is he a model, he's like a super famous model. Well, here's where it gets odd. Here's so where she gets... just fell for the same thing. And she does it again. Total stranger. He's like, hey, you should model. Come with me. And she does. Yeah, she never questions. Okay, way. this photo shoot's a little safer, though. It's in a well-lit building. There are other people there. There are other people there. There's well, a couch, but not I a bed. I feel like they start out, and she's, like, assisting with cleaning up the shoot or something. Like she, She's, like, putting clothes away. This is literally what happens, right? Yes. She's not a model. She's, like, helping. Yes. And then somebody's like, you should be a model. <laughs> and again, she's, and she's like... like I and thought so about that in 24 hours. Handsome, handsome random guy is like, oh, yeah, you know what? This We should have her do it. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <gasps> so she doesn't have facial shoot. expressions. <laughs> I can't deal. <laughs> they, they do this photo shoot where they're just like, it's dumb. I mean, they look so stupid. First off, she's in a men's white collared shirt. And no pants. And no pants. <laughs> Yeah. So again, 
not that different from where she just came Very from. Very high fashion. At least this time she's draped on a man. Yeah. Whereas before it was just her. And she does look very happy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, of course. Guess what happens, everybody? Oh. The photo shoot gets published on a magazine cover. In, like, the one magazine everyone in Korea gets. Because it's, like, <laughs> everyone has this magazine. No one could miss the, these photos. Do you think when you They're move everywhere. to Korea, it's part of your, like, welcome package? They're like, like here's that magazine John D was on the cover of. <laughs> it's your complimentary must-read Korean like magazine. It's that... Every single person at her school the next day has a copy of the magazine. Again, she's surprised (laughs) that people saw the pictures. Like, well, I didn't know. I just thought I'd do it for some money. And then, like, no one would ever know it happened. Which, do we ever get confirmation that she got paid for this? Absolutely not. If she got paid, she did not use it to help her family. She squirreled that money away. And she also is surprised when Jun Pugh's like, uh, hello, what are you doing? You think I'm okay with it? She's like, why wouldn't you be? I'm not wearing any pants. The thing is, like you said, I am still not 100% sure that she knows they're dating. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, Jim Pugh's got a temper. He sees the pictures. He's basically like told his mother to get out of his life. He's going to choose this girl. And this girl's like, I mean, I was wearing a shirt though. (laughs) I just met this guy today. He told me I look he, like a model. He got me a great job opportunity. <laughs> Which, again, if I had a dollar for every time a guy on the street every was like, time. you should model. Well, guess it would what be happens, Megan? No money. I don't even know anymore. June Pugh and Model Boy meet at the school. Mm. And they fight. Oh, yeah, because Model Boy comes to the school. He comes to the school. He's also younger than them somehow, but does not look younger He than does them. not have to go to school, He seems apparently. like an adult man. Yeah. So, they fight. Shocker. Actually, I think if I remember correctly, Jun Pugh fights him and he just kind of takes it because yeah. he wants to look good to John D. Which he does. He does. Because John D does not condone violence. Nope. And as they're fighting, this was my favorite. I, I re- vividly remember watching this for the first time. F3 just watches. They just kind of stand there looking very confused. That's the theme of F3. Because, like, <laughs> clearly the red card stuff, they, there's no way they were cool with it. It's such a Jun Pugh thing. They're just like, well, their best like, friend wants to do this. Let him do it. Just let him do it. It's fine. He'll be fine. It's like the friend that wants to start a band and you know yeah, it's a like, bad decision. It's just, like, like, it's just he, a hobby. He has to learn somehow. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And the whole time, you're just... Again, I feel like what keeps you coming back is they get together and break up twice every episode. So every time they fight, you're like, well, now I have to watch the next one because I have to know they get back together. Yes. Even though you know that they ha- they do. Mm-hmm. But it's literally... like It's just so well plotted and paced that they have you just desperately wondering, what are, what are they going to... How do they turn this around? <laughs> And with the model guy, they turn it around, and that's why I'm like, real quick. Well, here's okay. So here's did this this happen in this episode? Yeah. No. Do we resolve it? Okay. This happens in the next episode. I hate. Which is why you want to turn it into our next podcast. I'm. But I I can't wait. We guess what happens next then in this episode? They both get red cards. Because oh my Jim God. Pugh has not learned his lesson. I try really hard not to curse on this show, but I want to say the F word <laughs> so bad because those effing red cards. 
So this is where it gets sweet, though. So stranger model guy that she's just been posing basically half naked all over. Who's also instantly in love with her, we think. And all of a sudden goes to the school, I guess. Yeah. Also, I don't know. Also just happened to be in the neighborhood to save her from a bunch of pervs. <laughs> He's like, don't worry, I got one too. I'll protect you. Well, that's the sweetest thing ever. You're going to protect me from like a school a full mob? of people. You're going to protect me from a mob. That have tomato juice and water balloons. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make sense. Trip wires. So anyway, there's this whole thing with like a flower pot too. So basically she's walking through the school and she knows she has a red card. Oh my God. And somebody throws pot. a flower pot. Oh my God. This is the biology the lab thing, isn't it? Yes. Oh my God. I hate this storyline. So don't worry because Fabio is there to save her from this falling flower pot. And Thank she's God. like, he's like, it's June Pew. I know it is. And she's like, he would never hurt me. Which, Okay. <laughs> I agree with both of them. I agree he would never hurt her. He would have other people hurt her. But I also agree with Fabio that, like, obviously this petty little dodo bird is going to try to hurt you. Yes. So both of their reasoning is understandable, but anyway, the reality is even stupider. Yeah, so we end the episode... In just the most random way. She ends up in this biology lab. Which, she gets like a note that's like, come to the biology lab. Which, John D, of course, isn't like, well, this seems suspicious. She's like, I should go there. (laughs) She she doesn't think, I almost just got murdered by a flower pot. Yeah. Oh, no, I should definitely go to this abandoned lab. Also, the whole school wants to kill me. Yeah. So, this is fine. I'll just take this anonymous note. (laughs) And you follow know, its direction. You know, she's thinking, oh, I hope it's another modeling job. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be my big break. <laughs> so she goes. Of course, she gets locked in. Somebody locks her in. Then the room starts to fill up with some mysterious gas. Throws, like, somebody throws like a like a grenade in there. I don't understand it at all. She gets woozy. Uh, which I want to say, <laughs> the room is glass. <laughs> You could get out. And there's furniture and stuff in it. If she picked up a chair and smashed a window, she could easily escape. The girl that can do like roundhouse kicks to the face. This girl is... Can't figure out how to break a window. Oh my God. It doesn't make you sense. Can, it, like no one, no one in the school is walking by either. Also, the perfectly empty where section of the school. are the freaking teachers? They don't exist. There is one teacher. It's like an English teacher for F4. Oh, that's he's, right. He's just speaking in English. Yes. That's the only teacher. Yeah, common English guy. Yeah, jerk. Uh, love ya. So, yeah, some all of a sudden, chair comes through the window from the opposite side, because thank God somebody has some common sense. And where'd they get a chair on the other <laughs> side? It's an empty hallway. It's a hallway. There are tons of chairs in the room with her. I can't. There's too many plot holes. Well, guess what, guys? It's Model Guy. Of course. He Again, saves her. He just happens to be always in the right place at the right time. And you know you know what you do when you save somebody for the second time in a row? Mm-hmm. You take them to your house, and you try to get on top of them. Oh Again, it's not consensual. Oh, my God. His house. And she fights him off, and it's this whole thing. Well, then we realize Model Guy is not a good guy. He's no. actually quite a bad guy. Model Guy... I hate this storyline. <laughs> Have I mentioned that? It's just so unnecessary. He, like, was the brother of the guy she saved. She saved his the, the original suicide At guy. At the beginning of the show. Yes. John D. saved his life and his little brother, a famous model. 
What are the chances? Was like, I better get revenge on this hero. Yes. And his like reasoning, like he's trying to get back at June Pugh and he's like wants to take something he loves. But it's like, dude, that doesn't make any sense. No. You're not succeeding at this. And then what happens? Is this the abandoned warehouse? This Nope. That's the next episode. So it basically ends with him trying to get on top of her and and her being like, Okay, no. Not interested. This has happened to me 50 times already. We're only yeah. in episode 11, How come and I people, say no. Why does this keep happening to me? John <laughs> D. wonders. And then she ends up gagged and bound to a chair in an abandoned warehouse, and that is where the episode ends. And I will just say, the only reason this storyline exists is for the beginning of the next episode to happen, yes. because they were like, we want this to happen. How do we get there? Yes. And then they made up this bonkers storyline that I'm not kidding I'm sitting there watching it like what (laughs) but where is this coming from I think I watched it 50 times because I was like I I I mean this and I can't stop watching this that's the other thing the show is like six shows in one show Mm -hmm. so one day you're watching a romantic comedy and then all of a sudden it's a like a suspenseful thriller (laughs) And you're like, I don't know what to feel or where we are or what to expect. So you just keep going. Oh, and then it gets so dramatic. Oh, you guys. (laughs) The second half is so much more dramatic than the first. And I was about to say the second half is better than the first half, but I think I do like the first half better. There's a lot that they cram in. So when I was doing my research, I rewatched some of these episodes and I kept thinking, Oh my gosh, all of this just happened in one episode. I can't believe the And that. honestly, I cut out a ton of stuff. Oh, we're we're skipping a lot of There's juicy a lot stuff. of stuff that we're not even talking about. Like how wait a minute. John D's wait a parents minute. are terrible people. Oh yeah. They are not parents. They're no. not parental at all. They are basically trying to sell her to June Pugh. Yes. Um, okay. Not consensual. I feel like we skipped my favorite scene. Oh, maybe we did. I'm so did sorry. Did we miss Real best friend's date with Pottery Guy. Yeah, I'd skip their entire storyline. Girl, (laughs) there is a scene where best friend wants to make her ex jealous. Oh, yes! So she goes with Pottery Guy, who's Kim Bum, who is super cute. And his his character in the show is total, like, Casanova. Yeah, Yeah. he dates all these girls. He has this whole pottery thing that women are really into. And also, <laughs> he plays the saxophone. <laughs> yes. And I know it, exactly what you're going to say. He, they want to make her ex jealous, so they go to this club, and he gets up on stage in front of everyone, and, pl- <laughs> and plays the saxophone. <laughs> and it is, again, a moment where you're like, what is happening? It's so so weird and lame but everyone in the club is like who who is that this is the most this is the sexiest thing i've ever seen an ex-boyfriend's like well i can't compete with that and it's hilarious because it's also just so long it's so unnecessarily long no joke it is probably four solid minutes of the show i mean he's just Airplane. He's like clearly fake playing the saxophone. <laughs> it is the greatest scene in the history of K dramas. You know why you can't compete with him? Oh. Because he practices safe sax. 
me that that was a natural thing to say in the middle of this conversation. And if, <sighs> if Willie's over Lily's has taught us anything, it's that everything needs to be consensual and you need to practice safe sex. You know what's not consensual? His performance. Because he just walks up on stage and starts playing. He j- it's, I, he, seriously, I, we, this is where, where like the medium of a podcast fails us. Because you have to be able to see our faces right now. I just stared at the TV like, you've got to be kidding me. Slash, thank you. This is wonderful. I filed a police report because I felt physically assaulted <laughs> by having to watch four minutes of that. It's like great and horrible. And again, he's so committed to it because he's an actor. So he's like trying to be sexy. But argue with me. I'm happy to be argued with about this. Maybe one of the least sexy instruments is the saxophone. <laughs> like it's, it's just the worst. I mean, there was a time and a place for it. It does not hold up what a ridiculous it's just you look so silly playing it i'm so glad you brought that up oh it's my favorite it's my favorite moment in k-drama history the epic sax solo the epic sax solo and it's again a solo (laughs) so it's not even like he's like (laughs) a featured saxophonist it's just a saxophone what a horrible thing to do to a group of people in an enclosed space (laughs) <laughs> it's ridiculous. You are getting oh, as emotionally oh. worked up as you did over <laughs> the ending of Reply But the difference here is I cannot stress enough how much I love this scene. I love this scene so much. The first time I watched it, I was truly just dumbfounded. And like uncomfortable and like trying kind of not to look at the TV because I felt so awkward. But now it's just like, bring it on. Let's loop this baby. I want to watch it again. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for letting me talk about my favorite scene. Oh, it hurts. It's so good. It hurts. I'm in pain. I'm sorry. No, it's so good. It hurts so good. So do you have any other thoughts? On the first I legitimately could just talk about that saxophone scene forever. I don't even know what episodes it's in. I gotta figure out what episodes it's in to you know, update everybody. You know how in like high school moms wear buttons with yeah. like their football the, players like, yes, picture yes. on it? I'm gonna get you a button with I, just a picture of impl- Potter playing I'm saxophone. I'm not kidding you. I will wear it every day. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so great. <laughs> and he is... He is objectively speaking probably the best looking he's member of F4. I the would most say. attractive. I mean, Lehman Ho is obviously an icon and he's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But like when I first started, I was he's like, why isn't this one the main one? I could get that guy kind of way. I mean <laughs> Sure, back in the <laughs> You could get anyone you're amazing and gorgeous. No. Yes, you are. <clears throat> but You've made me so happy sharing that story. Sorry. I feel like I know you even better. Because of the saxophone scene? Because of the saxophone scene. You've all just gotten a little glimpse into my heart. (laughs) There there isn't much room in there, but I like carved out a big chunk of space for that saxophone scene because it just brings me so much joy. That makes me so incredibly happy. Have we never talked about how much I love this no. episode? Oh, when my mom no. started watching you and Boys I have Over, shared some we, of the most personal information really ever. How we, have we not shared the saxophone? And scene? the first when my mom started watching this show, I was like, "Mom, 
Mom, <laughs> there's a scene with a saxophone. You have to tell me as soon as you watch it. She called me at work to be like, well, I watched that saxophone scene. I was like, wasn't it amazing? And she was like, it was pretty weird. And I was like, exactly. She's like, okay, why'd you want me to call you? And I was like, I just needed to know that we've shared this experience. We're all, it's like this club that we all belong to. The saxophone club. The sax club. <laughs> the sax club. <clears throat> I swear I'll stop talking about the sax. Once you go sax, you never <laughs> go back. <laughs> Megan's slogan for life. I feel like I also need to say, I'm just not a saxophone <laughs> fan. I just don't love a saxophone. Love Dave Brubeck. That's great sax. <laughs> but... Right? Does he play the sax? Anyway, <laughs> this took a turn. Where were we? All right. So that's it for today. We have some a big announcement, though. We said last time, if we had a thousand downloads, we would have like a raffle or a contest. Oh, yeah. Where you could enter and we would send you a, a goodie bag. Good news, guys. First off, we record these like a week in advance. So this is, I don't even know what day it is, but this won't post for about a week. We already have... 1,300 downloads. Whoa! We got like 300 downloads last week. That's amazing. Well, I know that we we hit 1,000 like right after you, we talked about we, it that We night. hit the end button and it went to 1,000. That's so funny to me because I feel like I can't even fully comprehend that concept of like 1,000 downloads. Yeah. And speaking of willies over lilies. <laughs> Which we were. The UK is climbing the ranks here. <gasps> no way. So hello to all of our United Kingdom brethren. Thanks, everybody. Um, I do have to say, I've never been there. I would like to go. Okay. But I will be extremely disappointed if all women are not like Adele. Uh, if all men are not like Colin Firth. Yeah. And if all children are not like Hermione Granger and Harry Potter. Do you know? I feel like it would ruin my trip. <laughs> well... This will make you happy. Okay. My mom once said to me very, like, sincerely that she wished I had been British. <laughs> she was like, God, I wish I had a British kid. So I asked her what she meant, and she wishes, like, I was Hermione Granger. We all wish we were Hermione Granger. She said that to me as an adult, though, so it's like <laughs> there's nothing I can do to change that. She's like, oh, I just wish you'd... I, I, I forget her exact words. It was something like, I should have had a British kid or something like that, and then... Years later, I'm like, what you mean by that? Because I've been holding that in me a long time. <laughs> She's like, I don't know. I just wish you were like Emma Watson. Or, I can't remember if Emma Watson or Hermione Granger. But And then and then to make up for it, she's like, hey, but I saw that sax scene. <laughs> but I watched the sax scene yeah. for you. Are we bonding My again? poor mom. She had such <laughs> high hopes for me. And this is, this is what she got. Well, hello to all of our UK listeners. Yeah. Also, Peru. Really? Peru climbing the list. No way. Hey, y'all. What are you doing there? Cool. Yeah. I hope the weather is nicer than it is here. Is it snowing again and it's almost the end of April? Yeah, we have some things going on. All right. So let's get to this contest. <clears throat> we will tweet a link to enter. All you got to do is click it. If you're following us, it's at Nunia Business on Twitter. I've already created this link it's it's like a raffle thing you're amazing it's legal i've got a whole like legal document typed up so you just gotta click it you can enter every day if you retweet the tweet to enter so you can enter every single day if you want to if you follow our page you get five entries right there and yeah we'll pick a winner live on the next podcast okay guys, and we'll send you a goodie bag i'm hearing about this the first time <laughs> with you which gives you an idea of how little I have to do <laughs> on, in this operation. 
This is amazing. Are you excited? Yes. Okay. Can I enter? <laughs> I do want to tell you, if you're entering, please enter because I have some cool things. I'm going to enter. Uh, Megan is super creative. Eh. I'm super good at making things happen. She's super creative. So we have, if you win... We will ask you, you obviously have to tell us where you're from because we yeah, can yeah. mail you the package. Right. We have a bunch of goodies that we want to mail. Dep- if you don't live in our country, if you live anywhere outside the United States, I'll have to make sure it can go through customs, obviously. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah, want to do yeah. anything illegal. But we I can do magnets. I can do t-shirts. She can make anything. I can make anything happen. So I'll probably email you saying that you've won. And then I'll ask you, like, who's what's your favorite drama? Who's your favorite K-pop group? Be prepared to answer those questions because I will make you some amazing merchandise. She is not kidding. This is going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. I'm legit entering under an assumed name. <laughs> and I already know what I want you to make me. I can't wait. The saxophone button. Oh my God. Oh my God. You have to make me we that. We have to make whoever wins a saxophone button. I, it's the only thing I want anymore. <laughs> I'm, I feel like this is a really beautiful night because I've just wanted to talk about this openly for so long. Is it like reliving your first kiss? It's better. It's way better than that. My first kiss sucked. So everybody get excited. Yeah, this is great. Becca, you're incredible. This is it. Everyone out loud, wherever you are right now, say thanks, Becca. We appreciate you. Thanks, Becca. So there we go. That's it for this episode. Yeah, check us out on Twitter at Nunia Business, Facebook at Nunia Business. Email us, Megan at NuniaBusiness.com, Becca at NuniaBusiness.com. And just let us know what you're doing, what you're thinking, what you're watching, what you're listening to. Yeah. And as a reminder, please feel free to go to iTunes and Podbean or YouTube. We post all of our podcasts on YouTube. So if you're at work and you can't mm-hmm. listen to your phone... Plug the headphones into your computer and you can listen to it through YouTube. But we love the comments. We love the thumbs ups. We love the reviews. <sighs> Keep them coming. You it guys does make feel us feel really so good. good. It's nice to know someone's listening. Yeah. And we really do want to interview other podcasters. Yeah. So let us know if you're interested or if you know anybody. Please let us know what you're listening to. But other than that, if it's your first episode or your 14th episode, thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day.